0: gonna talk about growing and scaling your fix and flip business, which is very different than a wholesale business. Um, uh, wholesale businesses are very transactional and uh, high volume, whereas flipping, you know fixing and flipping uh, is more long term, falls more into the category of real estate investing versus real estate transactions. And uh, and depending on the type of rehab work you're doing, whether they are large scale rehabs or just cosmetic flips, uh, more of the retail you know, type uh, flips, uh, they can be very different. So let's talk about how you take that flipping business to the next level and um, and how you get from that 10 to 15 to 20 a year to 100 a year or more, if that's what you want to do. Um, typically, uh, one of the first things you want to do is start looking at uh, the things that you like to do and the things you don't like to do and hire out, fill in the gaps uh, with, with things that you don't want to do, things that you're not enjoying um, and where your weaknesses are. And typically the uh, sole, you know, sole proprietor, entrepreneur, uh, owner operator, you're doing everything, right? You're finding the deals, you're negotiating the deals, you're lining up all the subcontractors, managing the jobs, maybe you're going to Home Depot and Lowe's and buying all the the products and the fixtures, doing all the design work, you're just doing everything yourself. That's a very difficult thing to keep up with uh, in the fix and flip business. And you really have two ways to decide how you want to uh, scale that business and how you want to grow it. You can either outsource a lot of of the tasks uh, of the project, which is really the first way to grow and scale that business is to think about the construction and what you can outsource there, or you can outsource uh, the administrative side of it, or you can do both. Um, So I think probably the most effective, most efficient way to do it is to turnkey outsource everything on the construction construction side. Uh, You want to find a good qualified contractor, general contractor preferably, that supplies everything turnkey then what you do is you create a detailed uh, list, scope of work list of uh, selections, and uh, you can have a couple of different packages if you like to do different things. But if you're just doing volume flipping and you're in areas where pretty much all the houses are the same, you could kind of create you know one or two or three packages where all of your color schemes, your light fixtures, plumbing fixtures, tile, cabinets, countertops, you know, all those types of things are all pretty much the same. Carpet, you know, interior exterior paint, things like that. Uh, you can systemize that uh, very easily and uh, create a detailed uh, schedule of finishes, scope of work and things like that. And when you get a good contractor, you know they can help you create all that for all your different projects so that you can focus on finding more deals and selling more deals. Uh, but really the biggest, most efficient way to scale a flipping business is to turnkey outsource the construction part of that. So then the next question becomes, how do you manage that? Let's say you've got 30 uh, or 40 of these things going on. Well, then you gotta have somebody kind of keeping track of all those projects and managing that. And you know, that's gonna require a project manager. And that is usually gonna be a full-time position in-house to help you um, with keeping track of the contractors, making sure that the work is done so that they can approve the payments, you know, things like that. Um, a good general contractor can grow and scale with you, but some can't. So you gotta make sure that you don't overextend your general contractors and that you only give them the amount of work and the amount of jobs that they can handle. So you may have several general contractors that you work with to keep up with all the projects you're doing. Um, so that's gonna require somebody in house to manage the general contractors. And uh, that's a very difficult thing to outsource and subcontract. You might be able to find an independent contractor like an owner's rep or construction manager, management consultant that can help you keep up with that. but. Uh, when you're doing significant volume like that, you know, if you want to get to that level, then you've got, you've just got to make a decision that, Hey, I'm going to hire some people and I'm going to build a team and, uh, and manage that. So one of the first hires that I always recommend for everybody in any business, whether you're wholesaling, flipping, doing commercial, uh, or you're, you know, any type of a business is that office manager that can wear a number of hats, right? So that office manager is a very key role. They can be the office manager slash bookkeeper slash administrative assistant, uh, slash construction administrator, um, you know, slash, 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 right? <clears throat> so there's a number of roles that that individual can can fill in and cover for you. So you need the right individual that's on board with the vision and the mission of the company, um, that's able to multitask and handle a number of different things and grow with the organization. And as you grow, you can take a lot of those roles off of that individual and you can, you can fill in the gaps in other areas depending on what you're doing and, and uh, what your business really looks like. If you're kind of a hybrid of wholesale and a flipping operation, then uh, you know, some of those roles can cross over and, and fill in and help each other out. If you're just straight up a flipping operation, then you, know, you don't necessarily need to do a whole bunch of marketing. You can buy from wholesalers, you can buy off the MLS, you can get people bird-dogging for you. So there's a number of ways that you can, you can find enough projects to do uh, good projects and grow that business without having to do a bunch of marketing and manage that and and do all that. <clears throat> but if you are, then you can take some of those lead managers and acquisitions people and dispositions people, and they can kind of help out on the flipping side as well. Those things all kind of fold in. Also on the flipping side, somebody has to list those properties. So if you're not licensed, then uh, you're going to need a realtor and the realtor can help you in a lot of ways and, and fill in a lot of the gaps. Um, with with things in your company in terms of, of helping you get rid of properties and keeping an eye on things and stuff like that. I wouldn't rely on them as a project manager or anything like that, uh, but they can definitely you know take pictures while they're out there and keep uh, keep the project uh, folder updated with photos and information and things like that to make sure stuff's happening and, uh, and just be an extra set of eyes out there in the field for you. And then of course they can handle all the administrative side of selling the property and transaction coordination and things like that. So. Uh, you can leverage those relationships and those partners to really help you help you outsource those deals. But uh, in terms of growing the organization, the first thing you really want to put in place is that office manager, um, bookkeeper that can help you with all of the administrative side of the business. The next thing you're going to need is a project manager to manage the contractors. Uh, and if you have in-house and you're in-housing these things and you have your own crews, uh, then, you know, that project manager is going to manage the crews and each crew is going to need a lead carpenter crew leader out in the field and, uh, and go that route. But I, I would not recommend going that route. I would tell you that the, the best way to grow and scale, the easiest way to grow and scale is going to be to outsource as much as possible. Turnkey, let all your subcontractors supply all of the materials uh, that you need. Let them supply the light fixtures, plumbing fixtures, uh, flooring, you know, paint, all that stuff, because then they have to warranty that stuff. They spend their time picking it out and picking it up. You just tell them what you want. They go get it. Uh, It may cost you a little bit more, but you know, at the end of the day, you don't have to warranty it. If, if the, uh, you know, if the water faucet is leaking or is broken, you don't have to pay somebody to go out and fix it. The plumber has to take care of that. The electrician has to fix the lights, right? Uh, The painter has to fix cracks and, and, you know, uh, things like that in the paint, the drywall contractor, all that kind of stuff. So, let your contractors supply everything turnkey. That way they're responsible for it. It's up to them to take care of the warranty information or the warranty issues and things like that. All you have to do is keep track of the information and make sure it gets done. So um, that's my advice. That's uh, coming from somebody who has, uh, who's who's built a $30 million business, building houses and rehabbing houses and flipping houses. Um, you know, we would have anywhere between 30 to 50 projects at a time going on. And that's how I was structured. I had uh, project managers managing the contractors in the field because we did, Hire all the subs ourselves. We we were a general contractor. That's how I started in the business. So I did manage subcontractors, but even then they were all turnkey. So we were not at Lowe's and Home Depot picking out light fixtures and doing that kind of thing. Uh, we let the uh, the subcontractors do all that. And then today, uh, now my business, I'm a developer. Uh, so I manage general contractors and I let them handle all the subs and do all that. So I don't even do the subcontractor thing anymore. Unless it's a small cosmetic flip, then you know I'll call the painter or somebody like that and, and just have them clean and paint the house and. And knock it out. But uh, if there's any kind of construction going on, I turn key subcontract that out to a general contractor. And uh, to me, it's worth that extra 10 to 15 percent it's going to cost you, uh, because you can go and use that time to, you know, find other deals and and manage your operation, you know, more efficiently and and do other things that are a better use of your time. So uh, that those are my recommendations in terms of how to grow and scale a flipping business. I'm always happy to take questions. And if you ever, ever have any questions or if you'd like to like me to make a video answering any questions about uh, growing your business or transitioning from wholesaling to flipping or, you know, going from flipping to new construction, things like that. I'm going to make another video all about new construction spec houses. I'm going to make some videos about commercial real estate, things like that. Uh, so I, I love answering questions. I love having a dialogue. So feel free to email me your questions if, if you'd like me to address something and make a video for you. And, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty much it for today in terms of uh, scaling a flipping business. It's not complicated. You find professionals, you hire professionals and you coach them to the finish line, right? You, you, you find champions and you coach them to success. You let the pros do their job. You let them do what you hired and paid them to do. You hold them accountable. You make sure that they get the work done on time. One thing that I will go into about contractors is, you know, when you're hiring contractors, you wanna make sure that you have the proper uh, documents and paperwork. You don't wanna pay upfront for any work. Uh, What you want to do is even deposits, you know, uh, a lot of times you don't want to give deposits when you're first starting out uh, these relationships. A lot of general contractors and a lot of contractors won't do any work without a deposit, but there's a way to bridge that gap. As you you just tell them, say, look, I'll write you a check as soon as you're done. I just need to make sure the work gets done and it's done right. I'll write you a check the day you finish and, uh, you know, once it's complete and you can start building a solid relationship that way. Uh, you can, you can, you know, once you get to know the contractors, they get to know you, it won't be a problem anymore. And, um, and what you want to ultimately get to is where you pay every week. They have to be done this week with the work by Friday so that it can be approved and inspected. And then your choice, you can write them a check that afternoon, or you can have it ready, uh, the following week by Wednesday or Friday. I've always done Friday to Friday. If you wanted to get paid, uh, by Friday next week, you had to have your bill in by Friday this week so we could approve the work, get it all done, uh, make sure it's all done right. And, uh, and there were no issues. So never pay upfront, never pay in advance. And in lieu of a deposit, when you're first starting out or you're first getting to know a contractor, tell them, look, I'll pay you the minute you're done, but you have to be done 100%. Don't pay draws, don't pay percentage of completion. Most of the stuff in rehab is small enough uh, when you're flipping houses to where it's only a few days or a week's worth of work, they can get in and get out quickly. Uh, so there's no reason to have to pay a draw on a rehab project uh, or deposits or anything like that. Make sure you get lien waivers from your contractors and subcontractors when you pay them. Um, that's that's uh, their, you know, uh, signing and uh, guaranteeing that they've paid all their bills and all their vendors and employees uh, so that you have no liability so that nobody can come back and claim that they didn't get paid and file a lien on the property. So make sure you get lien waivers and make sure you have a very detailed contract with all the expectations spelled out in terms of timeframes, you know, how the payments are gonna work, uh, what the price is, you can get a turnkey price from everybody. Uh, on, on projects. There's no reason why somebody can't tell you how much it's going to cost You know, to move a wall, to paint the house, to do the kitchen. I mean, it's very simple. If you're doing a lot of rehabs and a lot of flips, you should be able to drill down on your cost pretty good so that you've got all that agreed upon in advance so there's no surprises. Never pay by the hour. Never agree to pay somebody hourly to do anything. Always have a turnkey fixed price. If you don't know how to do that, then just go out there and walk it through with them and say, okay, let's take two guys, 25 bucks an hour each man, and uh, they'll tear this wall down, rebuild over here, and just kind of calculate out the hours and come to a price and say, well, that sounds like a $500 job. And just agree on it, put it in writing, be done, have it all signed. The best practice in any business is to put everything in writing so that you have a clear agreement of what's expected and when, and then you hold them accountable to it. And that's the other thing. When you are dealing with contractors, just like your employees or anybody else in the organization, you know, make sure you give them clear direction. I need uh, exactly what you want done and when, and then measure that performance and hold them accountable. Say, hey, I need you in by Monday, I need you out by Wednesday because I've got the, the plumber and the electrician and the painter coming right behind you. Uh, so in order to keep the job on, tra- on track, that's what you need. And then you just kind of guide them and direct them and keep them on track with that schedule. And uh, you know, you'd know, you be surprised if you tell somebody, you know, hey, I need this done, when can you be there? They're gonna say, oh, I'll get it done sometime this week. Well, that's gonna be Friday at four o'clock, right? But if you say, hey, I need you in by Monday and out by Wednesday, 90% of the time, they're gonna meet that deadline once you give them you know, what it is that you need done and when. So uh, if you give them rope, they will take all that you will allow them to take. If you give them a goal, they will do everything they can to achieve that goal. Remember that saying, if you give them rope, if you give them slack, they will take all that they can. If you give them a goal, they will do everything they can to achieve that goal. As long as you treat people with respect, you do what you say you're gonna do, you make sure that they have everything they need and that the job site is ready for them when they show up so that they can do what they're supposed to do, uh, then you won't have any problems. But if you're unorganized, if your site's not ready uh, for whatever it is you're trying to get done, well, then you can't expect them to be able to uh, get their job done. As the leader, it's your job to make sure that you give everybody in the organization, again, it's that upside down pyramid, you wanna make sure you give everybody in your organization everything they need to be successful. The tools, training systems, and support, in clear direction. In a rehab situation with a contractor, you need a clear uh, job site that's ready and accessible, with um, everything that they need. If they're supplying the materials, that's on them. Um, if you're supplying materials, then you need to make sure it's there and that you have enough of it. You know, the last thing that you want is you know for the trim carpenter to run out of trim and they got one room left to do. You'll never get them back, right? So, <laughs> you know, you want to make sure that you've got all the stuff on site and uh, everything ready for that uh, for that individual to do their job. And, uh, and then that way everybody can, can work towards that goal line and that finish line and uh, the systems and the processes are in place to keep everybody accountable uh, so that you don't have any miscommunications, misunderstandings, you know, with partial payments, somebody thinking the work's done when it's not. Um, and everybody, everybody has a clear path moving forward. They know exactly where, they, where they're trying to get to. You know, again, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And, uh, you know, just imagine trying to play football on a football field, there's no yard markers or end zones, right? So then you're just, everybody's just running around in circles. You got to have clear yardage markers. You got to have an end zone. You got to know where you're going and you got to know how you're going to get there. And it really is that simple. In any business, there's always a clear, clearly defined path. Again, you reverse engineer everything. There's an end goal to that house. uh, Put a date that you need everything done and reverse engineer all the steps that it takes to get there. So if I need this house done and on the market, uh, you know, by the end of the month, then take everything that needs to happen in that house and break it down by how many days it takes and reverse engineer it. And you might find out that you've got plenty of time and plenty of room or you might find out, you, you know, you really don't. And, uh, you know, you want to keep that schedule tight. You want to keep the timeline tight. That's how you make money in the flipping business. You get in and get out. Uh, the longer a project sits, the more time you spend on it, the less money you're gonna make, right? Especially if you're borrowing money uh, that's that has an interest carry, it's just gonna eat into your profit. So. The way you make money in the business, the way your subs and your contractors make money in the business is by getting in and getting out and uh, completing the job 100% when they're done. Don't ever let somebody say, oh, I'll get that when I come back, whatever it is. You know, if you take care of the details uh, and take care of all the little things right now as you go along, they will not become big things later and you won't be scrambling at the end with this huge punch list. So take care of the little things, take care of all the little punch list items as you go along. If your contractor hasn't delivered, hold money back so that you can send somebody in there to, to clean up the loose ends and and uh, and you'll be covered and everybody will be happy. And sometimes a contractor will tell you, look, you know, keep a couple hundred bucks and let somebody else go do that, I don't have time. So um, those are just little things that you can implement in your business today that will help you take your flipping business to the next level. And um, you know, once again, uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss the videos uh, that I'll be putting out on uh, other topics in terms of just general business growth and leadership, uh, hiring, training, recruiting, Um, how to invest in commercial real estate, uh, how to invest in apartment buildings, how to raise money, syndicate real estate deals. Uh, I'm going to be making a lot of videos with a lot of content that you can put to work uh, in your business right now today. And also uh, turning these videos into podcasts as well. So uh, there'll be lots of options for you to to review the material and listen to material on the go and things like that. So um, until the next time, it's Greg Dickerson and we will talk to you soon.